Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> this is a special bonus Thanksgiving edition since we're home for the holidays. We're having a little father-daughter edition today to discuss growing up with pets. You've never been a day without pets, mm -mm. have you? I was thinking about it. We've always had a cat and a dog. Mm -hmm. We've never had just a cat or just a dog. We've always had a cat, a dog, and something else. So I looked up some information on children and pets. So there are some very obvious benefits to children who grow up with pets. It teaches them a sense of responsibility. Obviously, they get companionship, they get love, and they get loyalty from their pets. But there are some less obvious benefits to children who grow up with pets. Better social skills. Apparently, they have better cognitive development. Which means that like I, you I have friends, you have friends with pets, and you have friends without pets. Would you say that no, your friends? No, no, all my friends have pets. Oh, all your friends are pets. All my friends have pets. And are any of the people you know who don't have pets just not quite as bright as the others? I'm trying to think of who doesn't have a pet. Also, kids who have pets are physically healthier. They oh, have because less. We, they walk them. Uh, they have less allergies, actually. Because they've grown well, because up, they've around, grown up around the pets. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, they have less pet allergies, which is a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy because people with pet allergies are not going to have pets. Well, a lot of my friends, actually, all of my friends are allergic to cats, but they, but they still, have dogs. They don't have cats. They have dogs. And they still spend the night. Your friend woke up the other morning with, with swollen eyes, and she was still happy that she got to <laughs> snuggle with Eliza because that's how amazing Eliza, our cat, I, is. I wouldn't say she was happy. She... She told me she was happy. <laughs> she told me she was <laughs> She took Banadryl. She was fine. Yeah, she was fine. She was fine. They are more likely to form trusting friendships, and they have less stress, and they sleep better. I feel like these are really, really dumb statistics that have nothing to do with having pets. Why do you think those statistics are dumb? Because they're just random. Like, what do you, how are you likely to sleep better with pets? I feel like it'd be the opposite. Eliza wakes me up in the middle of the night. Eliza's our cat, by the way. And Eliza sleeps with Amira every single night mm -hmm. next to her face. Yes. And she attacks me in the middle of the night and licks me. Well, I, I guess mean, I sleep better with her. Well, she attacks you because sometimes she just doesn't feel like being touched. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> I feel like growing up with pets makes you, I wouldn't say like less sensitive. I get attacked by them all the time. And I did. I have scars from all of our pets. So what do you mean makes you less sense? Like, may, like toughens you up? Mm -hmm. So you mm -hmm. think growing up with pets makes Not you a tougher person? Not that I'm tough, person. but... Now, do you think it's given you better social skills with your friends? I don't know how that would really connect. Well, it's interesting that every one of your friends has pets. Mm -hmm. Have you had friends that you can think of that didn't have yes. pets? Let's call that friend, friend X. I mean, that's an N equals one. It's not exactly, you know, it doesn't make a study. Right. But do you notice any differences in their household with no pets versus pets? I mean, I haven't been to their house in a while. But when you used to go to their house, actually, friend X did have pets. Hamsters and fish. Do those count as <laughs> pets? Friend X and I had matching hamsters. Correct. We both had two hamsters. We hated them. But mm -hmm. then when they died, it was very dramatic. And oh, we sobbed for days. I remember. I remember. Because I went to my room. And I found the dead hamster. I picked it up and I started screaming and I ran downstairs and Emmett started laughing at me because he was so surprised that I was crying because I hated my hamsters. But it toughened you up. Because I held my dead hamster. Right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Actually, that, that's an interesting statistic too, which is that kids who have had pets and lost them I, I are think more that that's, able to deal with loss. That's what I, I think that I, that's what I think is one of the biggest things about having pets is loss because 
all the pets that we've lost. We've lost a lot of pets. Three major losses. And I don't know if we're counting Biko. Oh, and Biko for me. <laughs> Biko is a dog that Amira and I didn't really bond with. Is that fair to say? I can't. Our, to say. Terry and Emmett really bonded with Biko. We have three dogs at the time. Biko was a black pug who lost both of his eyes or no, just one eye? No, he only eye? lost one eye. He lost one eye and he was deaf and he <laughs> he peed on everything. And he peed on everything and he smelled bad. He smelled so bad. But he was very sweet. My I, first sentence when we got Pico was that we got a dog that farts. I remember mm-hmm, because we drove all the way to Dallas to get him from Pug Rescue in <laughs> Dallas and he farted the whole way home <laughs> and you formed a full sentence because of that. <laughs> so I guess, I guess you brought us that. Yeah. And so you learned that sometimes you have a family member that has bad gas, one (laughs) eye and smells bad, but you still lived with him your entire life Mm -hmm. and tolerated his presence amongst us. Yeah. That was an important life lesson. Mm -hmm. Someday if your husband loses an eye, it smells bad and has bad (laughs) gas, I suggest you get rid of him. (laughs) I, I, I can remember when Tula, Izzy and Ollie died. Yeah, boy, I remember Tula dying one mm-hmm, of the saddest mm-hmm. days ever. I was at art camp. <sighs> I remember mm-hmm. that day. It was mm-hmm. really a rough day. But and I, I tell people because sometimes people will say when we lose pets that at least we have children. And I always say it doesn't make yeah, it any it's easier. Different. It makes it just as hard. Because then now, the pets, ha- uh, the children have to suffer through the loss. I had to watch you suffer. Now, mm-hmm. I did hear a stand-up comedian talk about this with his children where he said he heard that losing pets helps children face loss. And so he told his kids, do you, do you remember our dog buddy that died? Well, now grandma. <laughs> I won't do that to you. <laughs> what are some other benefits you can think of? I feel like pets help you bond with your sibling. Emmett and I did not, we did not get along with growing up. I got my hamsters and we were super jet lagged. We'd just gotten back from Israel. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And I'd gotten my hamsters for my birthday. Emmett and I were very jet lagged and it was like literally four in the morning and we were both awake. And so we took out my hamsters and played with them, but it went very south because we lost both of them in my room and had to take apart my entire closet, take everything out of my closet to find them. And I was sobbing and you guys were asleep and it was just me and Emmett. That was a very bonding moment for and us. Emmett, Emmett came to your rescue, which mm-hmm. is rare for him. Yeah, because he, he wanted to find the hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, friend X, who had the hamsters as well, she also lost them. Or she, maybe she just lost one of them around her house. And her brother also had helped her find them. Wasn't friend X's hamster missing for days, though? Yes. Whereas ours was yes. just an hour or two? Yes, friend X's hamsters were missing for and days. And didn't friend X have one hamster bite the other hamster's <laughs> eye out? Yes. Friend <laughs> X had some difficult moments with their hamsters. <laughs> yes. The, their hamsters fought to the death. Yeah. And they had to be put in separate cages. <laughs> didn't work out so well. That's why friend X doesn't have pets now. No, yeah. Friend yes. X someday will get a dog. <laughs> I don't think someday ever. You don't think friend X will get one? I don't think so. By the way, speaking of your brother, I think maybe the only reason your brother who is in college visits home now. It's for the pets. Yes. 
And so that's another reason to get pets because essentially that's why he visits us. Mm -hmm. He wants to see the pets. Do you remember that when we added, I think it was Millie to the household, I made you sign a contract. Do you remember that? No. Here is the contract. It's dated. <laughs> Wait, I wonder it, what, what is it? Dated, my, dated it May 31st, 2014. Here's your signature and your brother's signature. Please read the contract. Okay. You, you read it with a straight face, please. What is this? Uh, this is the contract I made you sign. You don't even remember this. This is the contract. You want me to read it or you're going to read it? No, you have to read it. I have to read it? Okay, I'll read the contract since you're refusing to read it. Pursuant to the laws and customs of the Benarie household, we hereby enter into the following agreement. Emmett Liev Benarie and Amira Siri Benarie agree to the stipulation stated below in return for adoption into the household of the kitten known as Eliza Doolittle. Oh, no, 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 no. This is the wrong contract. Wrong contract. Okay, whatever. No, this is the wrong contract. A female domestic medium house smoked tabby. Okay, here's what you read to. Wait, I want to read out this Okay, this is for Eliza. I was wrong because I didn't want to add Eliza, who, by the way, I love that cat more than any cat that I've ever loved. This is what Emmett has to do. What does Emmett agree to? Yes. Being respectful of Amira. He did not do that. Making his bed in the morning. Feeding the lizard on weekends holidays and summer break that is the word why didn't you just say like every day he only had trying to make it reasonable he only had to feed the lizard weekends holidays and yeah because it was a lot of work okay you why don't you read what you had to do i'm not done with emmett walking millie whenever asked taking neighborhood walks with the dogs on any occasion asked searching for and picking up poop from the backyard when asked. This is such a Benarie list of things to make your kid do. Searching for and picking up. Yeah, you have up to search poop. for the poop. You can't just walk back there. It requires some work. There's no other family would have a list like this. After this podcast, every family is going to use this contract. By the way, if you'd like a copy of the contract, I'm more than willing to share it for no legal fees. All I have to say is my list is a lot shorter. Let's hear your list. Meaning you were much I was younger. a much better child than Emmett. No, not meaning I was younger, meaning I was a much better child. Okay. Say that. And younger. Go ahead. Okay. I had to be respectful of Emmett, make my bed in the morning, walk Millie whenever asked, take neighborhood walks with the dogs on any occasion asked, and searching for and picking up poop from the backyard when asked. Do you not remember the device that we had to create for me? Well, every morning when I would walk down the stairs, obviously our animals have weird obsession with like feet because Lozy has feet trauma. You can't touch her with your feet or she'll bite you. She doesn't bite you. She growls. Yes, that's true. She doesn't like feet. No. The like broom that I'd cardboard attached to it and tape, duct tape, and I like decorated it and I would have to shoo her away with it because otherwise she would bite my legs and jump on me. We found it in the garage a few months ago. It was like the Lozy. It was called something really funny. You don't do it anymore. It was just when she was a puppy. Yeah, yeah. should mention that Lozy is a miracle dog. Because mm-hmm. Lozy jumped off a three-story building oh, yeah. and landed in the dirt and was fine. Not a scratch. It's really, it's truly a miracle. Mm-hmm. I, I actually believe that. Something saved her life that day. Some greater force. <laughs> should we talk about Dudley on yeah, this maybe podcast? We should talk about Dudley. So Biko was the dog in the household <laughs> that Amir and I didn't love. And now we have a cat that Terry adores. For some reason. Who 
is also maybe not our favorite cat, though we love him. Do we love him? I don't know. We um, love him in the sense that you love a family member that you can't get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> he stares at the wall. I have videos of him staring at the wall. It's nothing on the wall. And he's just staring at the wall. Do you think he sees ghosts? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Emmett, Amira's older brother, has now joined us for Thanksgiving. We're going to ask him to weigh in on this topic. Let's ask Emmett's opinion on Biko, because we talked about Biko. Oh, we did talk about Biko. Let's have your opinion about you Biko. Know, you know, I love Biko. Yeah. You, you would like Biko. And what about Dudley? Uh, he's growing on me a little bit, but this is from a very low bar, so <laughs> I don't like him very much. <laughs> Mom's going to be very upset about all of this. He's kind of a horrible little creature. He's f so fat. And he's really fat. <laughs> so one of the things we want to discuss with you, Emmett, is the contract that you don't seem to remember. I, I, don't, know, I don't remember signing this. Uh, I'm going to put the contract in front of you, either. and I want you to tell me whose signature that is at the bottom and what the date is. That's my signature in 2014. Read what you signed. I was I in 2014? 12? So I was... So not legally I subject was eight. to binding arbitration except within a family there is a greater shall we call it a social contract Emmett? what do you think about the social contract in reference to you being in a family and having to give up some rights in return for being part of that family uh, those rights being the rights of a minor to actually not sign a legally binding contract yeah, and so fair. in this family that contract is legally binding are we good with that yeah Okay, my stipulation is I have to be respectful of Amira. Which you are not. Make my bed in the morning. You did not. I have to feed the lizard on weekends, holidays, and summer break. You did not. Yes, I did. I did. Mm, okay. Walking Millie whenever asked. You did not. I guess yes, I did. did. I, I would disagree. I think Emmett lived the up to that. The first two I definitely did not do. What are the first two again? Being be respectful. respectful of me. So you admit that you weren't, you oh, yeah. weren't true to the first one. Yeah, not at all. You did walk Millie whenever asked. Yeah, I did feed the lizard. Okay, so you you okay, lived but, up to but two this of is the not, four This is so contract. not fair. Feed the lizard on weekends, holidays, and summer break. You're, this is not like a divorced parent. He's he just owns the lizard, and he only has to feed it on weekends, holidays, and summer break. Be careful, Glasshouse's child. <laughs> How is that fair? Emmett, do you believe that Amira lived up to her stipulations of the contract? Read mine. Be respectful of me. I feel like I did. No. Oh, okay. Making your bed in the morning. I don't know if you did that or not. I don't remember. I was like Walking eight. Millie whenever asked. I would say she wasn't great at that. <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't give you a failing grade on that one, but I'd, I'd give you a, a B minus. And then we're both supposed to take neighborhood walks with the dogs. Wait, we I both feel like did that. We both mm. did that. And then we're both supposed to pick up dog poop in the backyard. <laughs> Neither of us did No, that. no, no, no. It's searching for and picking up poop. Not just not just picking up poop. Yeah, you use like weirdly for... specific language here. Yeah, that's what I think is funny. That's the benefit of a contract. It's not weirdly specific. It's specific. That is how a contract should be written. Not that I'm a lawyer. <laughs> I thought I'd get under your skin a little more with the social contract thing, but that didn't seem to really bother you. I don't know. I thought the social contract, isn't it Thomas Hobbes? No, that's it's Rousseau. Rousseau's like rebuttal to Hobbes. Because we're willing to forego certain freedoms that we give to the state. 
in response to the state protecting us. Rousseau would say all of the freedoms that you give to the state are replaced by new freedoms. You give away your freedom to commit violence against others, but in return you receive freedom from violence. And I think Marx actually said this, that Rousseau was the, um, the beginning of freedom. So as a bold claim. So as a 12 year old, you had freedom in this household. You were already signing contracts. Yeah. That's kind of amazing. That at 12, I was signing, I was like, well, I don't, I don't see new freedoms promised by this contract. You think therefore that makes the contract less valid? No, I'm just saying, I don't, I wouldn't say that this is a social contract because I don't see how. The I, new freedoms are, you got, you, you didn't read the top of the oh, contract. What was the top of the contract? Oh, you, you didn't even read the entire contract. Yeah, the, there's a thing at the top. Oh, it was to get it, Eliza. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Then this is a, is a transformational contract. We're going to take a wrap right there. Thank you, Emmett and Amira, for joining Dad on this podcast that Emmett didn't even know about and has never listened to. They shower a lot of love on our pets, but not a lot of effort. They do some labor. Do they do labor? Light labor. Labor light. A lot of love. Emmett took like maybe five words. I don't, I don't <laughs> he know what barely to say. spoke. <laughs> Are you like pressuring me now? I have to like. Yes. You don't have to do segment. anything. You don't have to do anything. You don't Stop have being to, boring. I'm be ha- a better I, podcast no, guest. You don't, you don't have to be anything. Speak. Uh,